Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy Friday, everybody. To you as well. Welcome to another edition of After 9. I'd like to start off with a little tip here for anybody who's ever been listening to FM radio and thought... I'm going to play a radio contest here. They're saying call in and win money, and and, and I'm going to call the number and see if I can win some cash. We have a cash contest. It's called Scott and Cat's Chicken, and basically we have two people on the line at the same time. We start reading out dollar amounts, and at any time, one of them can yell chicken. And when they do that, if the other person agrees, they can split that money. If they don't agree, the other person can keep going on their own, and maybe they win even more money, maybe less money, maybe nothing at all. Great contest. People love listening to it. We give away a lot of cash. I mean, today was, what, 670 bucks we gave away? That's yeah. a pretty good way to start you know, off the weekend. Yeah, no kidding. Like that, It's definitely more than you had waking up this morning, so that's always good. So here is our advice to you when it comes to playing a radio contest, and it doesn't matter if it's our contest or someone else's. When you call the number early and hang up when the DJ answers, all that does is send the DJ into a flying fit of rage where they want to throw the board right through the fucking window. Honestly. Just so you know. I give I give a little bit of I tend to give a little bit of sass and I try to keep in mind like the the person just might be testing the line. That's what we get a lot. It's like, oh hey. I'm like, it's hey. a phone, it Hi. always works. Yeah. Hi. It usually the conversation goes like this. Hi, uh, 91.5 The Beat. Oh, hey, oh, uh, just, uh, this is The Beat? Yeah, that's what I said. So, um, okay, this is the number to call? Yeah, yes. you, 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 you got it. Okay, uh-huh. so I'll call when, when, I, when, you, when, we, when we tell you to call, you call. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Like, <laughs> that's usually how the conversation goes. Or like Scott said, they hang up, and then we go, for fuck's sake. Do you know what kind of a pain in the ass it is to to switch everything over and answer the phone only to get a hang up? And if you want to talk or just say hi or whatever, no problem. We love that. But when you just hang up or or give a a shitty excuse, um, we'll still be nice. But uh, drives me nuts. And people do it all the time, especially when it's a really good prize. Like we gave away in the last two days, we've given away twelve hundred dollars in Shoppers Drug Mart gift cards. And we've given away like fifteen hundred dollars in cash. I get that people want that. That's awesome. Great. But don't hang up. At least say hello. We'd like to talk to you. That would be nice. Yeah, sure. And, oh, here's another tip. Or don't call early at all. Or don't call early. Wait till we say call now. If you constantly win radio prizes and you continue to call and try to win said radio prizes, maybe consider which ones you really, really want and maybe give other people a shot to try to win them. That's a good tip. You know. Yeah, you know, a- absolutely. Uh, try being nice and sounding happy when you answer the phone. Ooh. Nothing worse when we're getting ready to do a big contest for lots of cash when you say, hey. And please, for the love of God, don't be driving on the 401 with your windows down when you attempt to talk to us on a telephone through Bluetooth because we can't hear you. Bluetooth sucks. It kills FM radio contests. Maybe it sounds fine on AM, but we live in an FM and an HD world, and you got to stop with that Bluetooth with the windows open shit. Put your cigarette out and put up the window. (laughs) Did we cover it all? I think so. Do we sound bitter? Well, it's not a matter of bitter. It's just maybe people will find this helpful. In fact, let me walk you guys through the process. Here's the deal. So the DJ says, call now to play. And you instantly, you're right there just waiting for them to say that and you're dialing up. Yeah, you and a thousand other people. But from our perspective, as soon as we say call now, we're going to 
talk over the intro of that next song. Then we're going to take our headphones off. Then we're going to set it down. Maybe grab a swig of coffee. Then we've got to reposition the phone so we can reach it because it's never within reach. And then we have to answer a couple of calls. You might actually do yourself a favor if you, like, count to 10 after we say call now and then start calling. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. All great tips. All great tips right here. Follow us for more radio <laughs> contest tips. For more great recipes, check out scottandcat.ca. Uh, I want to talk about Cardi B in this podcast, and we will because she's taken her WAP back home. But first off, let's talk about the teachers for a second because this kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. And I think it's it's kind of brilliant, to be honest with you. The education minister, Stephen Lecce, who is um, uh, not very popular with the unions, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You know what, Steve? I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not. I'm pretty sure someone in his office does. But uh, let Stephen know it's okay. No education minister in the last 25 years has been popular in Ontario. Anytime you have to do labor negotiations with the union, they get pissy with you. They don't like you. And and there's this big organized effort to spam your Twitter and your social media. And, and if you just read the comments, you think, fuck, everybody in the world hates this guy. How's he the education minister? Everybody hates him. That's really not true. It's just an organized, coordinated effort to spam his social media. So yesterday he announced that a controversial teacher hiring rule is being scrapped in Ontario to make way for the next generation of teachers. He said he's putting an end to the rule that allowed teachers with the most seniority to be prioritized for any new part-time or full-time positions. Mm -hmm. This is his quote. Every young person in Ontario deserves to have the best, most qualified teacher at the front of their class. Moving forward, merit will lead hiring within our schools. Parents deserve a system that's built for their kids not to advocate for the interests of some. Uh Thousands of educators continue to be hired to keep our schools safe. We need to give our principals the latitude to get that done. So basically, boards are going to have until the end of the year to update their hiring guidelines. This move kicks in at the end of this month. He wants to see... The most qualified teacher or the teacher that's the best fit for the school get hired as opposed to the one who's been there the longest. Oh, my God. Seniority. I love this. What and a change I, that's going to make, yeah. right? Well, for a lot of for a lot of people, and my my friends included, who uh, do you know how many times I hear this? They want this position, but they already know because it's set in stone. They're not going to get it because this person was here before them. And by the way, it could be as much as two weeks, but they're better at the job. Oh, they're much better. They know it. They work hard. They stay late. They come in early. They do everything pretty much. And there's some lazy ass people in the school system because the stories I hear from some of my friends and their teaching partners or people around them, it's pretty sad that that some of those things happen. And every school's different, but everybody has them, the lazier people. But they manage to just squeak on through because of that rule. They get the better job. They get the better time. You know, some people, some schools, for example, will have aftercare. Right. So and Mm -hmm. sometimes you have no choice because your seniority is not high enough. Guess what? It's you. You're basically you're in the pit. You're in the pit from, you know, three thirty until five because sorry, you don't have the seniority to pick and choose your hours. It should totally be based on who's best and who works hard. That's how everything should run based on who's best for it. And I know the older uh, teachers may not like this, I guess, so much, but. 
all you, it doesn't mean that you don't get it. It just means you have to continue to prove yourself year after year in order for you to get it. And there's some fabulous teachers that have been doing it for, you know, 25 years and are and still... And they've still got the fire. They're still absolutely. loving their job and what they do. That are still students' favorite teachers. And that happens for a reason. But you have to prove yourself like any other profession out there. Listen, uh, one of the points of this is he says he wants to be able to identify needs in local schools and reflect the diversity of the community. So I don't want to read too much into that, and I don't know that he's necessarily necessarily clarified that, but they're going to be finding the best teacher for the job and the right fit for the school. Let's say, for example, there's a global pandemic and all the school has to go online for distance learning on very short notice. Now, also assume we've got a ton of teachers in the system that either don't know how to use this technology or don't give a shit. Uh, just, all right, head for the hills. We're going to the cottage. And, and don't even check in with their students for weeks on end. And don't put any effort into grading stuff. Let's say that that's the situation, hypothetically, of course. Now, let's say we've got tons of motivated teachers that know how to use this technology that can't get hired on. Because they're so low on the totem pole when it comes to seniority. Now, the schools can hire that hungry, right out of of teacher's college teacher that really wants to engage their students and work with them and hold those daily meetings and, and just knock those Zoom sessions out of the park. Why wouldn't they hire the person who's young and hungry and wants to work? Mm-hmm. I, I it, It's never seemed right to me that we had this system where... The one and only reason you move up the ladder is because you've been there the longest. I I don't know many industries where that's the case, to be honest with you. And it's kind of surprising that until October 2020, the Ontario education system had that. Now, I'm going to assume that there's some people listening right now that think this is all bullshit and think the whole thing is fixed. And it's just the education minister and the, the Ford government going after the unions again. Now, I don't know that it is. We're hiring a lot of teachers right now. We really, really are because there's so much demand for distance learning. And we've got two totally separate systems now. We've got in-class and we've got distance. And and they're moving people like crazy from one stream to the other. If they're hiring anyway, why not just hire the most qualified person or the best fit for that school? It just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I like, to me it does. To me it makes the most sense to do it that way. And again, there's going to be people that don't like it, but usually those are the people in the visit. You have to ask yourself, by the way, if you do hate that, why do you hate that? Why do you hate why that? Why do you hate that? Why? Mm-hmm. Because you know, because you know that really, if it was based off of the hard work and, and taking the time and doing all the things that you maybe should have been doing, you weren't doing them. Just something to think about. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about uh, Cardi B for a second here. Cardi B, if you, one of my favorite (laughs) celebrity things that we talk about in the podcast, Cardi B, as you likely recall from not many episodes ago, was leaving her husband offset, filed for divorce. I'm out of here, bitches. And just this past weekend, she was in Vegas and she had a very non-socially distanced birthday party. Nobody was wearing masks. And maybe something happened after that birthday party. Because now she's decided that, A, she lonely. And, B, she needs some dick. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not embellishing that at all. That's basically exactly what she said. Yeah. Um, so you nailed it, by the way. So did Offset. Uh, ah. Because 
Uh, what happened was Offset had been snapping the whole thing um, to his friends and a bunch of people. It ended up getting leaked. And one of the snaps was him after, like, after the party in bed with her. So we knew they were getting it on. Now, does that just mean that maybe they're close friends? They've got a good relationship. They are getting divorced, but it's amicable, A, and B. They've got nobody else, so they're just fucking around. Apparently not. Apparently Cardi, I mean, she's she said... That, yeah, they're back together officially. So she's probably not going to go through with the divorce. The reason why they divorced, because maybe you're wondering. So they broke up at first. This was a long time ago because he had cheated on her. They knew that. It blew up. Uh, Cardi said, forget it. He begged to get take her back, and he did it very publicly. You might remember while she was in the middle of playing a show, he showed up with, like, candles and flowers and stuff. Kind of cheesy, but whatever. It worked for Cardi. So Cardi took him back. And then um, since that time... Um, And since they had the baby, they had been together. And then this divorce filing came and it kind of took everyone by surprise. She says it's because it has nothing to do with any scandal or cheating this time around. She said she did it because she was sick of arguing. They bicker a lot. They fight a lot. It it was just becoming too much. She loves him. Um, He's the father of her baby, she said. I will always respect. I will not let anyone talk shit about him because that's my baby's daddy. Right? One of those, which I respect. So, but here we go. Cardi's horny. And... And she wants to get laid, and I understand she doesn't want to do a random, right? So so when you don't want to do a random, you stick with the familiar. And that's exactly what she said. Did. Maybe he's just got a great dick for her. She stuck it to Offset, and basically that's it. She's she's horny. Twitter users be like, Cardi, you're in a mentally abusive relationship. Oh, my gosh. We got to save you. And I be like, all right, but can I fuck him today because... I need to have sex. And niggas in my DMs talking about what up, big head. I don't like that. I'm 28 years old. Okay, what's better in this situation then? Let's say it's not Cardi B. Let's just say it's any random person. Can you generally say, mm-mm-mm, you are ready to leave. You filed divorce papers. You know that that's a bad relationship for you. But we all get lonely. We all have needs. Mm-hmm. She's got the WAP, and she needs that fixed up. So... Do you go back to the ex in that relationship that you intentionally left? You made a conscious decision to leave and even brought lawyers into the equation. Or do you just shag a random person just because you need some dick? You want that love and feeling, even if it's only for one night, and then you go back to whatever it is. Hopefully that rando will take away the urge and you can go on for many, many, many more months until you meet somebody better. But so many risks with a rando. I understand the comfort, the stability. She knows what she's getting into. She knows he knows what she likes. She knows what he likes. And I'm sure there's a lot to do with love, too. Although she doesn't mention it. She's talking about how horny she is. There's feelings there, right? There's there's a life that they've set up together for with each other. So and again, that's the father of her child. So. I understand the the urge of like wanting to instead of who knows what could happen if you start just doing a random person. There's feelings there still. It might be one of those relationships that's really hard hard to end it because they both just fall back into each other. We've seen a lot of relationships like that. But isn't that just a bad habit? Not a relationship. Mm. There's a certain level of comfort, and we all like to be comfortable. Sure, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Right. Right. No, but people do it all the time. They go back to their ex for a lot of reasons. Sometimes they can't help themselves, but go back to their ex. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say it's better to just rip the bandaid, stay away from them. But how is it possible 
to stay away from them constantly when a i mean they're still they still have a place together and b they've got a kid together and all those memories and stuff it's probably way easier said than done i'm sure have you ever seen a ufo in real life you ever looked sure. up at the sky and thought, hmm, there's oh, something I've, weird there? Sure, I have seen things. Nothing that was like, holy crap, that that that's questionable. But things where I've looked up and I've said, whoa, what's that thing? Why is that lingering there? Or why is it this color? That's strange. Or that huh, That's not weird. a helicopter. I know what a helicopter looks like. That's not a helicopter. <laughs> I was, ah, get my phone. Get my phone. Then there's the go-to from the military. It, it was a weather balloon. Right. Right. I don't yeah. think anybody believes that shit either, right? Yeah. No. No. From time to time, there's been things I wonder what happened there, and I'll even look it up later. Like stuff in the sky. I'll Google it. Right. Stuff in the sky above this place. Like, nope. Nothing. Uh, but it's uh, nothing. Again, nothing to the point of like, holy crap! I'm pretty sure I just saw an extraterrestrial. This is an interesting thing. It's from one of the leading U.S. realtor websites. They looked at all the different cities with the most UFO sightings. Then they compared those markets to find out where it's cheapest to live in a place where statistically you're more likely to see UFOs based on the number of sightings that have been reported. If you're a UFO person, if you want to be right there with a great seat when the world gets invaded, the cheapest place you can live is Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. (laughs) The Average home is worth $168,000 in Myrtle Beach, and they have the most UFO sightings. Who put this list together? <laughs> I sold my house.com. <laughs> I sold, of course. So did the people, okay, yeah, because I don't know how many people are going to actually pick up and move just to get those UFO sightings, unless that's what you do for a living. Then maybe you would be more interested to know, okay, where's the most UFO sightings and what's the best bang for my buck? (laughs) We do have quite a few listeners in South Carolina. So uh, what's up, SC? Glad to have you. Columbus, Ohio was second, followed by Philadelphia, Houston, Tucson, Albuquerque, Dallas, Orlando, Phoenix, and Mesa, Arizona. 168 grand for a place in Myrtle Beach? I mean, that's pretty cheap, right? I don't know what kind of a place you get for 168k, but I can tell you that here in southern Ontario, for 168,000, you might get a parking space in a Toronto condo. Yeah. Not the condo, the parking space in the underground. That's have, how fucked up real estate prices are here. Do they even do the aliens even want to come here? Like, I don't know I why they would. Look, yeah, like I take one look at this planet, and I, I know they have. We know that they have. And they're probably going, what are these morons doing? Honestly. Mm, yeah. Why is everybody wearing a mask? What's going on? These people are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch any of the town halls last night with Joe Biden and Donald no, Trump? Purposely no. Purposely no. I don't blame you. You know, it's pretty weird because that was supposed to be a debate night. And now as a follow up to yesterday's podcast, they are going to debate next week. It'll be the final debate before actual election day, even though they say uh, uh, over a million people have already voted because of advance voting. Mm -hmm. So they're going to debate next week. But last night was in place of the debate that should have happened. Town halls. ABC has Joe Biden. NBC, Donald Trump. And I flipped back and forth, and here's a couple takeaways. And I don't think any of the pundits disagree with this. I don't think any of the mainstream media, sorry to use the term, disagrees with this. Joe Biden is about as interesting as watching paint dry or a leaf fall from a very, very tall tree. 
just slowly saunters down, takes a long time, could land here, could land there, maybe back there. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows. Joe gave very vague answers to the point where even Daniel Dale, the Canadian who now works for CNN as a fact checker on Donald Trump, even he said – uh, Joe Biden made a lot of misleading or false statements last night. Wow. It was bad. He still wouldn't answer the question about whether or not he's going to stack the U.S. Supreme Court. All he committed to doing was, I'll make a, an announcement before the election. Mm. Okay, well, th- millions of people have already voted, dude. Like, you should do that pretty quick because that's an, a, an important factor. And then over on NBC, at one point, I thought... Either Savannah Guthrie is going to pull out a handgun and shoot Donald Trump or Donald Trump is going to walk over and body slam Savannah Guthrie. It was probably the most aggressive interview I've seen on Trump so far. Very different from the interview that that Biden did. I did hear, by the way, some of uh, the highlights of Savannah Guthrie and Donald Trump. And I heard the anger in the voice. She went Savannah. after him. Yeah. And, and you know what? She did let him get away on a couple of subjects. She didn't force him to answer in some cases because you know, she had an hour. And if she'd stayed on some of those topics, she wasn't going to get to the other ones. So she tried. I'll definitely give her credit for that. I think the thing that people are most upset about that Trump didn't answer is when was your last negative COVID-19 test? Did you take a test on the day of the debate? Trump said, I don't remember. Now, in all fairness, he does get tested almost every day, and he doesn't know what they're doing. Doctors come in. They take his blood pressure one day. They take his temperature. They take a a Q-tip up the nose type sample. They do all sorts of shit on an ongoing basis to make sure that he's safe and healthy. He says because of all that, he's not sure if it was an actual COVID test he took on the day of the debate. But it was the night of the debate after it had wrapped up where he got that positive test. Right. That means he was right across from Joe Biden and positive. And you know what a 77-year-old man doesn't need? COVID-19. No. That was pretty dangerous for Joe Biden. Yeah, very dangerous. And I see why he was hesitant. But you're saying they're going ahead with it. Yeah, next week they're going to go ahead and do one more debate. And I think Trump has figured it out. He's pretty good with figuring out the media and what people want. And I think he's figured out that his supporters are more inspired to go out and vote When he goes off and he was snapping last night, he accused Savannah Guthrie of going after him in a way that she would never go after Joe Biden. It was uh, it was pretty telling. It got pretty heated. Like I said, for sure. I thought, wow, it's about to go down. I think Savannah Guthrie is going to walk over and like kick Donald Trump in the dick or something because (laughs) it seemed like she was pissed. Well, you know, and and maybe, too, they wanted to we talked about NBC, the backlash, right? We talked about boycott NBC. They're putting Trump on in a town hall. Da, 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 da. So I think that also they wanted to show that they weren't necessarily siding with Trump in any way by having Savannah Guthrie, you know, speak up. And good for her, by the way. I think she held her own. I was actually pretty impressed to hear what she's I did a smart woman. Yeah, she sure. is. Absolutely. And she didn't get to where she is for no reason. So I was really happy to see that. What here's what bothers me with this shit every time. And we talked about it a bit, actually, on on our morning show, just because uh, it's the celebrities I can't. I can't with them anymore. I don't care who you vote for. Like, you don't need to wear a shirt and post on your Instagram, tell everyone to vote the way you vote, and sing songs about voting uh, against a monster, and we all know who you're fucking talking about, even though you don't say it. And yes, I'm talking to the lovely Demi Lovato, whom I really do like. She's a nice girl. Met her a lot of times. Lady Gaga, same thing. And I understand that they want to use their voice, right, for what they feel is 
the greater good. So that's their thoughts on the greater good. But does it really make a difference? Like, if we stopped and polled people, like, you are going to vote one way, okay? You're voting Trump. Oh, sure. who's your favorite celebrity, Scott? Tell me who it is. My favorite celebrity is, uh, oh, fuck, you're putting me is on the Is it a golfer? Spot. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with uh, Rory McIlroy. No, okay. Tiger Woods. I'll go with Tiger Woods. So you're going to vote one way. Tiger Woods says, you know what, Scott? You shouldn't vote that way. You should vote this way. Oh, that doesn't make a difference to me. You know, I'll, I'll form up my own opinion on yeah, that. Thank you. I think that they, it almost is insulting to me. That's what it is. You, I mean, I think you nailed it because I think it would be almost, it's insulting. Yes, absolutely. Spread the word to vote. Maybe that will help people vote, but don't try to sway them one way or another based on your own feelings. I, I don't get it. I don't like it. And frankly, I'm sick of seeing that shit everywhere. You're a celebrity. You're not a politician. By all means, urge people to do good things in this world. Urge people to uh, vote if that's how you feel is good. But don't tell them how to fucking vote. It, it drives me crazy. And even though they don't name names, we all know what they're talking about. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's uh, really, really frustrating and, and arrogant of them to think that because they put out a song, they can have that much influence. You know what? I don't think anybody really cares unless they're active Four years consecutive and they're they're always there weighing in on the issues and commenting and things like that. Maybe do a couple of appearances throughout the year on Fox News or CNN and comment on the actual right. issues. Yes. They don't have a lot of credibility. Yes. I don't know many people that are turning to Demi Lovato for political yes. advice. You said it. That's exactly right. And there are people that are involved. There are people that do have their reasons for it that will lay it out really nicely and make you think, right? And maybe it's your environmental. Maybe you're a Leonardo DiCaprio and you're trying to inform people. And I think actually I'll throw out Leo, not just because I love him, but as, as like an example of he gets political without getting straight up political most of the time. He right. will talk about, you know, our earth, how we have to keep it well, what we're doing to our earth right now. Bills that are being passed, he'll put out there on Instagram because he never posts photos of himself. <laughs> Boo. But he'll but he does post some very interesting uh, things, videos, articles, information to kind of make his fan base aware of, hey, guys, just so you know, this is a bill that's apparently being passed by these guys. I don't really think it's a good idea. Do you instead of fuck Trump, his fucking team did this and that like that's not going to work, I think. So educate, be involved. And if you want to be involved, go all in and be involved. Don't just write a song about something because you're like, I don't like this person. I think they're mean. So I'm going to sing a song and hopefully well, you vote it's also away. self-serving. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Y- you know what? These celebrities that really get behind the Democrats, because I mean, let's face it, Hollywood always gets behind the Democrats and, and the celebrities that get behind the Republicans often get shunned eventually because it's an unpopular opinion. So you take someone like uh, Demi Lovato and, and all the other stars that do all the fundraising and stuff like that. They do it because if you're Demi Lovato and you kiss enough ass to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, inevitably, you're probably going to get invited to White House events and you're going to be an insider, so to speak. Right. You're you might uh, get invited to Jimmy Kimmel's house when he has Joe Biden in his living room for a private fundraiser where it costs twenty five grand to even get into Jimmy's house. You want to be part of that a list presidential thing and. It's very self-serving. Like, it's just bribery. Hey, listen, it's really nothing for Joe Biden to take a picture with Demi Lovato, knowing full well she's going to send that out to her millions and millions of social media followers. That's free for him. That's an ad he Mm -hmm. didn't need to buy. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
So stuff like that, it's pretty frustrating, the celebrity endorsements. I mean, hey, by all means, if you want to walk the walk and talk the talk, go right ahead. To be honest, I kind of like the way Kim Kardashian did it. Kim Kardashian is a Democrat, but she had a cause that she wanted to work on. There are black people in prisons across America that are serving sentences that are much more harsh than white people got for a comparable crime. So she went to Donald Trump. She said to him, I have a concern about this. Will you help me? Do you know how many people Trump has pardoned or reduced sentences or commuted sentences just to try and and make that wrong right? And Kim Kardashian deserves credit. She led an initiative and she did it right. She lobbied the White House. She was invited to the White House. She explained the problem. Now they work together and she finds these people that are in jail that are doing 30 years in jail for selling a bag of weed. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It really is. But yep. Kim is working on that with Donald yeah, Trump, and you know, it's been I, very effective. Yes, I second that. And that's another great celebrity. And I know some people hear Kim Kardashian, they're going, come on. But you're right. She instead decided to do something. Those are the people that we that earn a little bit more respect, right? They're not just coming out and talking poop just because they don't like something, just because something bothers them about, about a person or a party, or they really like another party. Have a little bit of credit behind your name first, and then go ahead and say your piece, and then people might be willing to listen. Thank you. Uh, did anybody buy a Peloton bike during the shutdown the first time? I think a lot of people did, right? Yes, it was so popular. There's a recall. No. If you bought a Peloton bike, you're out a lot of money right now, and you need to listen up. Uh, the fitness brand announced 27,000 pedals on their bikes are being recalled to a, because of a defect that can cause them to break off the axle, which reportedly leads to injury for the users. According to a blog post on their website, the recall applies to their clip-in bike pedals, model PR70P, particularly on bikes manufactured between July 2013 and May 2016. They've had 120 reports of broken pedals and 16 injury claims. You must feel like a real fucking asshole if you fall off a stationary bike. Wow. Imagine that going into the ER. Uh, what happened here? I fell off my bike. Well, the bike was still, but I just flew right over. It. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking flew right into the wall. <laughs> How bad is that when you fall off a stationary bike and no one's going to believe you? Oh, it was the pedal. No, it wasn't. You're just an uncoordinated prick. That, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Well, I'm still fat and I have a broken leg, so this didn't go well. (laughs) Well, the thing is, when you're on a stationary bike, maybe you're sitting on the seat or maybe you're standing up to get yourself that little bit of momentum. If that pedal breaks, you're falling straight no, that down. Sucks. That you're sucks. Gonna, you, you might. You're break either going to crush your nuts or you're going to yes. crack your badge. Yes, you will. You're abs- And you know what? It, it, there's you go through vajagony anyway when you when you're on the spin. And I don't know if I've used that term in the podcast. Vajagony. Yeah. So uh, I, I spin class is one of my favorites. Uh, to do at the gym, but it comes with a bit of a price because if you do it for long periods of time and you're sitting on your seat for long periods of time during the class, up and down, up and down, it actually hurts. Like the next day you actually feel it between the legs. It's called vajagony. I know I'm blowing I'm trying your mind. to invite, uh, I'm blowing uh, your yeah. mind it, because we all assume, Oh, for guys, it looks uncomfortable on one of those seats. But for women, actually, they do have specialty seats and extra cushion and gel seats. You can put over top of those. And I do recommend that anyway, especially right now, if you're going out anywhere up uh, to a gym spin class, we won't even mention what's going on in Hamilton right now. You can Google it. But, um, 
you can put it over top of the seat and it actually helps alleviate uh, that vajagony. Have you ever experienced vajagony? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. T- that's why I can firsthand. I can tell you. There's a little bit. It, go- it does go away though. The more you, the more you do it, kind of like anything, you, <laughs> you kind of just get used to it, and then it's fine. Um, but it, but if you have a really hardcore, um, especially when you're going up and down on the bike, because when you sit your ass back down, right, you're going up, you're doing mountain climb, you're doing whatever it is in the class, and you're going, going, you don't even realize you're doing it, and then they let you rest, and when they, they when they let you rest, you sit back down, and sometimes you hit that seat harder than you think. And it's like any other part of your body where you hit it hard enough, enough times, it's going to bruise it's, or hurt. Okay. And, and that's exactly it. It feels like almost like it's bruised a little bit. But how does that not happen then when you're riding a guy? What? You know, when you're going on the pole, like, because you're going doing a bit of an up and down motion from time to time, depending no, on it's how a different, you're doing it. It's a seat of a bike is different. A seat of a bike is not the same. How's that different from a groin? It's, well, it's hard. It's, it's trying. Its shape is different. And you're not, it's not going in. It's a lot different. Can you have vajagony after sex? Oh my God. Sure. Different kinds. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you know this, but it's different. It's different. I'm talking about spin class hurt. Hmm. It's completely different. If I kick you in the balls, is that the same as you? (laughs) I don't know. With rough play? No. No, no. Let me tell you. If you're, if you're uh, having sex and, uh, oh, sorry. If you kick me in the balls, yes, that's going to hurt. It'll be agonizing. But in the same way, if I were having sex and for whatever reason, whatever position I happen to be in, my balls got uh, squished in some way, that would hurt the same way. I was just trying to understand the vajagony to vagina versus sex versus Peloton stationary bike. I was trying to understand that difference. Seems like a different kind of vajagony. It's different. No, it's completely. This is it's one. It's di- completely different. Is uh, there like a special cushion for vaginas that you can get, or is that what you were I'm talking? Saying, that's yes. the special thing. That's okay. what I'm saying. You can get absolutely. It's like a gel seat for a bicycle too. It's just, it's similar, and and guys and girls can benefit from those seats that you can put over top of the seat. Mm. But it just it hits you extra hard when you're working out because you're in you're in that mode, right? You're already on the bike, you're sweating. They say rest, you're like fucking thank God. And you hit that seat and you don't realize it, but sometimes you hit it too hard. <laughs> and then the, you don't even notice it until the next day or later that day when you go, "Ha, huh, that doesn't feel right." Mm. That feels like I worked out, definitely. Uh, Saturday marks two weeks till Halloween. Thank you for listening to the after. Oh, and as of today, Friday, 10 weeks till Christmas. 10 weeks, bitches. Good. I'm just looking forward to the vacation time, sleeping in again. Uh, have yourselves a great one, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Be careful. Be safe. Don't catch COVID. And we will have more editions of After 9 coming your way next week. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.